The next parasha is entitled Ketisa, meaning when you take up. And it covers Exodus chapter 30, verse 11, and goes to chapter 34, verse 35. As the parasha begins, Moses is commanded to take a census of the Israelis. Every male 20 or older was to contribute exactly half a shekel of silver as a census tax to the sanctuary. Unlike the free will offering for the construction of the tabernacle, this offering was required and was to be contributed by both rich and poor alike as an atonement or a ransom for their soul. And this demonstrates that in God's sight, every person, regardless of status, is equal of value and equally in need of ransom or atonement. In chapter 31, Adonai gives instruction through Moses concerning the Sabbath, stating that it's a sign between the Lord and the people of Israel throughout every generation to the end of the age. Yeshua taught that the Sabbath day was made for our benefit. The purpose of the Sabbath is that we have a special day set aside each week in which to direct our thoughts and our actions towards the Lord. It isn't just a day to rest from work. It's a sacred day to be spent in worship and reverence of the one true God of Israel. Chapter 32 records the grievous sin of the golden calf. The people became greatly concerned because Moses seemed to be on the mountain way too long, and they demanded that Aaron make them a God that they could see, touch, and follow. Adonai alerted Moses to their sin. He told Moses to go down quickly, saying, Your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. And I find it funny as a parent. It reminds me almost like when your kid does something and one parent is like, you know, your kid did this or look at what your child did. We all know that, you know, Israel is God's people and he's the one who brought them out of Egypt. But here he says, your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. I just thought that was funny. when Moses came down the mountain and saw it was uh, when Moses came down the mountain and saw it with his own eyes, he smashed the stone tablets that had been inscribed by God. Now, doesn't it seem strange that the same people who witnessed the plagues saw the Red Sea miraculously part and crossed over on dry land and experienced the giving of the Torah with awe and reverence were now worshiping at the feet of an idol? But I tell you the truth, we're not so different. Israel may have willingly given their silver and gold to make a false god, but our generation willingly rejects God to amass silver and gold. Like Israel, we sometimes think that God has forgotten us or is taking too long, and we take matters into our own hands. We know that the three-in-one God of the universe exists beyond time and space, and yet we sometimes fall into the trap of wondering why he hasn't yet intervened in our lives or in the events of the world. We know that Adonai is sovereign, And yet we question why he allows certain things to happen or why he doesn't stop other things from happening. Because we can't see him with our eyes, sometimes we act out in ways as if he isn't even there. Israel felt insecure and frightened, and they yearned for a visible manifestation to assure them of God's presence, which on the surface doesn't seem so bad. Aaron even declared that they would have a feast to Adonai on the following day, which again, on the surface, it sounds great. However, Adonai does not take idolatry lightly, even idolatry with a godly appearance to it. His wrath was squarely against them, but Moses pleaded for mercy on their behalf, reminding Adonai of the covenant that he made with Israel. Moses suggested that if God were to destroy Israel, 
Israel's enemies would interpret it to mean that he wasn't powerful enough to, pres to preserve or sustain them. Although Moses understood the covenant very well, today many people don't understand God's purpose for Israel or the nature of his everlasting covenant with them. There are many Christians who believe that God disowned Israel because of their sinfulness and that he started all over again with the church. This is an erroneous doctrine and it's called replacement theology. Paul warned the Gentile believers to be on guard against this kind of arrogance. He explained that God has not disowned Israel, but only temporarily blinded them until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. And just think for a moment, if Israel's blindness is being used as a blessing to we Gentiles, how much more will the world be blessed once Adonai has removed the blindness from the Jewish people and all of Israel is saved? Speaking of being saved, Moses acted as a mediator between Israel and God, and this was a foreshadowing of what Messiah Yeshua would do for all of mankind. Both Moses and Messiah were initially rejected by the people when they promised salvation. I'm sorry. Both Moses and Messiah were initially rejected by the people when the promised salvation seemed as if it wasn't going to happen. When Moses first challenged Pharaoh, things got a lot worse for Israel, leading to despair and anger. Yeshua's crucifixion looked like a hopeless defeat. Both salvation situations initially looked like the promises were not going to come true, but they did. Both Moses and Yeshua were willing to lay down their own lives for the sake of those that they were leading and to pay for the sins of their people. But only Yeshua could actually bring it to pass. Messiah Yeshua is the prophet greater than Moses. And when we place our faith and trust in Yeshua, he forgives our sins, and he cleanses us of all unrighteousness. Israel repented of their sin, and as a sign of their repentance, no one wore any jewelry for the duration of their time in the wilderness. In addition, Adonai instructed Moses to cut two more stone tablets like the first one, climb Mount Sinai once again, and then Adonai inscribed the second set, reestablishing the covenant with Israel. If you haven't already done so, may you surrender to Yeshua, Welcome into your heart, establish a covenant with him, and receive his salvation. Shabbat Shalom.